Let's open with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. Dear Lord, how great thou art. We pray for Bryce and his family as they're on vacation in Oklahoma. Bring them home safely. How great thou art. Amen. Well, this morning I'd like to uh, talk first about an overview of the Gospels, then talk a little bit about Luke 9 through 19, where I believe Jesus is training his disciples, sort of a boot camp for disciples, you might say, and then wrap up with a concluding thought regarding summer reading. And if you're not on a Bible study that you're already engaged in, may I suggest that you read the four Gospels this summer. Uh, There are only about 100 pages in our Bible, and uh, when you reduce the synoptics, there's 60 pages of information, so uh, I'm going to encourage you to be a Gospel reader this summer for your summer reading. Uh, As I try to think about the four Gospels from 30,000 feet, I'm reminded that two of the uh, Gospel writers were disciples, Matthew and John. And uh, one Gospel writer, Matthew, sat at the feet of Peter and recorded much of what Peter was teaching, very action-oriented and The gospel writer Luke wrote also Acts, and he traveled with Paul, met Paul in Troas, a physician, and he recorded much of his gospel uh, from experiences. Much of what we're going to study today, the travel log, was recorded by Luke while Paul was in prison in Caesarea by the sea. In those two years, it's thought that Paul excuse me, that uh, Luke visited many of the villages where Jesus had taught. And so much of what we're going to study today was probably recorded by Luke while Paul was in prison by Caesarea by the sea. From uh, 30,000 feet, I like to organize the Gospels geographically and chronologically. But uh, you may choose to organize the Gospels by people, Nicodemus, uh, Peter, uh, Mary, Jesus. You may choose to organize the Gospels by subject, faith, prayer, uh, hope. Uh, My system organizes the Gospels by chronology. So if you look at the Gospels chronology... The uh, first, what is called the year of the year of inauguration, uh, ends with Luke 4, when Jesus is rejected in his home temple in Nazareth. And many of the uh, stories regarding his birth, Jesus in the temple at 12, his baptism, the uh, days in the wilderness, Nicodemus, That's a part of the year of inauguration. He moves his ministry to Galilee. That's what we know as the great Galilean ministry. And as I said, much of that really appears in the book of Matthew. It's a great teaching 
time when the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus' teachings on the farm and the, the uh, uh, mustard seed and different parables and, of course, the teaching on the church. Who do people say that I am? Uh, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in uh, Matthew 16, that's where Jesus would build his church. So that's a teaching phase. The phase regarding Luke, the Luke travelogue, and the first part of John 7 through 11 are really what I call the uh, Judea Perea ministry. And that's when Jesus is traveling from the Mount of Transfiguration to Jerusalem, and he makes three trips to Jerusalem, the Feast of Tabernacles in John 7, the Feast of Dedication in 10, and of course healing of Lazarus in 11. And then the last part of the Gospels are really the uh, Gospel of John. And that is 70% of the Gospel of John is from Jerusalem. If you take from John 7 through the end, that's about 70%. So in Jerusalem we have the Feast of Dedication, the Feast of Tabernacles, the visiting of Lazarus, and then from the triumphal entry through the cross, all of the gospel writers pay great attention to that. So 35% of your gospels is about the last seven days of the life of Jesus from the triumphal entry through the cross. So with that overview of the four gospels, I want to move to Luke 9 through 19. I think of the story. Uh, this man was in his home and he heard a knock. And there was a man at his door. And the man said, you know, I'm just very hungry. I, I just need food. And the man said, well, would you like a little of yesterday's soup? He said, oh, that would be fine. Yesterday's soup would be terrific. He says, why don't you come back tomorrow? <laughs> So as we think about Jesus, he would not use that story. He wants us to be immediate. He wants us to be not thinking about giving somebody yesterday's soup tomorrow. But he wants us to think about the here and now. So as we think about discipleship training or discipleship boot camp, I think one of the first thoughts that uh, I think of is, Jesus calls us to deny ourselves. In Luke 13, 24, he talks about entering through the narrow gate. In Luke 9, he talks about there is no home for your head, that you're traveling with Jesus and it's a very light load that you carry. So Jesus would want us to deny ourselves. I've always thought Bryce preached a recent sermon on joy. Uh, I've always thought that that joy was Jesus first, others second, and yourself third for joy. Joy. Uh, My editor, Leela Dalger, who's here, thank you for being here, Leela, 
uh, always signs her emails and her correspondence, Joy. And uh, she's always talking about bringing joy to people's lives. So it's very important as we think about denying ourselves that we want to bring joy to this world. A decision with focus is in Luke 12 through 12, 13 through 21. And that's the parable of the rich fool. We all know that this was a man who had built many barns. He'd built larger barns for holding his crops. And the sad news was that he was given the notice that tomorrow he would meet the Lord and all of those barns would be gone. So as we think about a decision with focus, Jesus wants us to focus on using ourselves right now. I think there are many people in our congregation who use themselves right now. I think of Ken and Eileen and uh, Alice Fort and the ministry we have for people who are in Sacramento. I think of uh, Herb and his wife who provide wonderful meals in Sausalito for field, for food, for people. Uh, I think of uh, just many people... uh, Cecilia, who is always knitting or building something for the Lord and then reselling it and giving the money back to the Lord. So when we have a decision with focus, we want to focus on the Lord and have a focus on our service being for the Lord. And um, it's interesting, Dan has his a daughter and son-in-law over in Poland and they're focused on giving missionaries much help as they move forward in their lives. The thought of dwelling with him daily is um, the, the, the thought of do it, which is from the, the parable on the Good Samaritan, Luke 10. The parable on the Good Samaritan, we all know, concludes with go and do likewise. So Jesus is calling his disciples in boot camp to go and do likewise, to go immediately and do likewise. Uh, I think of my wife Karen. She is always uh, reaching out and touching people and helping them if they, she receives more calls per day than I receive in two weeks (laughs) from friends who are wanting advice or discussing things and So she's always a wonderful person in that way. I think of uh, Eric and the work that he does with the men's Bible study and Dan, how important it is that we have a do-it attitude and uh, that we think about not giving someone's yesterday's soup, but having a do-it attitude. And we learn to, I love to always smile when I'm at Safeway because I find that I can make many friends and much eye contact with people uh, when I'm at Safeway and standing in line and talk with people. And then finally, the idea of dwelling with him daily. In Luke 17, 20, Jesus talks about the parable that the kingdom of God is within you. You don't look here or you don't look there, but the kingdom of God is within you. 
I think of um, Heidi Kuhn, a good friend of mine who is a wonderful Catholic layperson. She's seen the Pope and been with many important people, but about 25 years ago, she started a ministry that was uh, uh, mines, uh, mines that are planted in war to vines. And she has been now in probably 10 countries around the world where she and her crew dig up mines and they plant vines so that children will not get their legs blown off or that type of thing as they play on a playground. I think when we dwell with him daily, we learn that uh, sometimes God's, God opens a door after he closes a window. Uh, I think of myself when I came out and I had my doctor of ministry degree and I was just hopeful I could teach in many churches. And uh, I've probably had ten invitations in the last ten years to teach in churches, but Bill Wagner came forward and asked me to uh, head up the doctor of ministry program at Olivet University and how a window was open when a door was closed, that this has been a wonderful window for me to have ministry to young people around the world and help them with their doctor of ministry projects. So I think when we learn to dwell with Jesus daily, we learn that sometimes doors close, but windows are open. I think in conclusion, I wanted to have you think about summer reading. Many of you are engaged in a Bible study, uh, the Bible study that Christ has passed out, and please don't stop that. I don't want to discourage that, or you may have a good Bible study you're in. But if you're looking for a summer read, I suggest that you read the biography of Jesus. I've put books out on the table and welcome anyone who would like to take them. Uh, The biography of Jesus was my doctor of ministry. There's 32 key events from the life of Jesus organized around four uh, cities. And then uh, a subsequent book is more for junior high people that Paraclete Press published on the same 32 events. And then I recently came out with the uh, artistic biography, which is a great book for parents or grandchildren to get their parents and their children to appreciate the life of Jesus and to appreciate great art. So please, as you're leaving, if you want to take one or many of the books and use them this summer for your Bible study, I would appreciate that and be honored by that. But it's been a joy today to talk to you about discipleship and training and how we need to think about denying ourselves and bringing more joy into our life and having a decision with focus, a focus that is on ministry, as many of our young people and our adults are engaged in ministry and uh Alice and Bill Ford have wonderful ministry in the dining at the evening on Wednesday evenings and how wonderful ministries can be developed in our church and supported by our people. And the idea of a do-it attitude, go and do likewise, Uh, don't invite someone in for tomorrow's soup. (laughs) And finally, learning to dwell with him daily and learning to bounce off those doors or windows that may close and uh, 
know that God is going to open a window and help us on to our next goal. Uh, Thank you very much for your time. We'll close with a word of prayer. And I look forward to uh, visiting with any of you on the Gospels and the life of Christ and the importance of learning to be disciples at boot camp in the book of Luke. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this day. We thank Thee for our Tiburon Baptist Church. And we thank Thee for the many ministries where we are a do-it church with do-it laymen and lay people, lay, lay women and lay men and young people. How great Thou art. Amen.